Hey guys, this is going to be episode one of the Ultima Online podcast, and this is Rock909 on Reddit, um, also known as Skyler in real life. I'm out here in North Texas, it's about 100 degrees out in the summer, <laughs> so I'm going to be sweating and talking about some UO, or Ultima Online. Um, there's been a lot of talk about UO throughout the years, and I think someone needs to have a voice on what UO really means and what, you know, what is what is UO, how did it shape kind of my MMO playing and kind of talk about the free shards, you know, a little bit because those are really important current state of UO possible games that are, you know, kind of adopting the UO rule set. So I want to really talk about that and kind of see where this thing goes. I've gotten a lot of positive reception from the community, just uh, really soft market, you know, kind of test. Hey, what do you guys think? Everyone said, yeah, you know, we really want this. I think there was a UO podcast a couple of years ago, I've been told. I don't know if that's true. The uh, mods of, it's uh, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Ultima Online is the URL. And the subreddit there, my answer marching. Um, actually, I reached out to him about a podcast. He was actually really interested in doing one. So, I don't want to steal his thunder by any means, but I really wanted to fly solo. I've been thinking about doing this for a while, so I hope I don't break any hearts by doing this, but I really feel there needs to be kind of an unbiased viewpoint on UO free shards and just a place to kind of spew my bullshit (laughs) in my off time. So I will be doing this once a week. Um, So, you know, full-time dad, full-time worker, so... You know, really, this is going to be off the cuff. You know, no bullshit where I'm getting paid to say something or any of that crap. This is really going to represent core UO and some hardcore elements of this as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is really the history of, of me playing UO. Because that's really the most relevant to this conversation. What can I bring to the table? So when I started playing, actually, I will give you... The description that was given to me when I was in uh, summer camp. I was at the YMCA, so shout out to the YMCA. And um, this, this kid, one of my friends came up to me, and he said, "Hey man, you know you gotta check out this game called Ultima Online, right?" And uh, I was like, well, "What's that?" Uh, you know, I, I was a PC gamer. You know, I, I played, you know, PC games on my fucking shitty ass Dell machine. God, that machine sucked ass. But anyway. Um, he was like, hey, this game, you can uh, loot people's houses, you can kill people, and you can outrun the guards, right? A lot of you are probably smiling right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about, that era of UO, where you can outrun the guards. They were instant, you know, cast on you. Anyway, he's like, there's murderers, there's uh, there's boats, you can sail around, you can fish, you can kill monsters. And man, my, my mind was blown. Are you kidding me? You kill? Okay, you know, let, let's check it out. So he gave me the disc. It was, I believe, I still have it. I need to pull it out. I'll, I'll probably post some screenshots. It's UO um, Renaissance. Uh, I believe it was disc. And it was a purple disc. I remember it very distinctly. I still have it. I want to frame it, actually. It's pretty awesome. Um, and I was like, okay, let me check it out. So I installed it. And then I'm like, oh, crap. I need an account. I need, I need you know, it's a subscription. So, um, you know, I asked my parents. They, uh, they hooked me up. Got me an account, got that created, and I remember my first shard I picked. Uh, this is a while ago. Uh, it was going to be 
Chesapeake, this way back in the day, and I made it Animal Tamer, because I, I figured taming llamas is just badass, which by the way it is, because um, I was using one ant back then, so some of you may get that inside joke. If not, um, I'm sorry, but it did kick the llama's ass, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so I, I remember just wandering the forest. I was already on Moonglow, and there was a zoo. Well, not the Moonglow Zoo, but there was a graveyard there, too. So I would wander around, and I got high enough to where I was taming, um, like, brown bears and, and and such. And, of course, I found some, like, wandering llamas around. I saw I saw rideable llamas. I thought that was some sort of evil, evil sorcery. <laughs> I didn't know how that was even possible. I haven't seen one. Like, I didn't know how to tame it. So I just wandered around, and I ended up uh, meeting a couple, you know, cool people. We talked a little bit, whatever. Um, so that was my first exposure of UO. Um, it was really cool. There was not a linear path of what what the hell I was supposed to do. So I logged in there and said, what the hell am I supposed to do? There's no, there's no quests. There's no, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing, which is cool. So I was like, all right, well, let me see, you know, what else I can do. So I made a mage. I joined a guild. Um, it was so long ago, I don't even remember the name. So, you know, got me there. I don't remember. But in any case, uh, it was really cool. I learned about the spells, you know, and, uh, Back then, it was like, hey, don't class blade spirits, you know, in, in, in the guild, because, man, you could really, you know, you could take some people out. You know, I remember being real nervous about that. Like, damn, that, that's a powerful spell. That, that's how it kind of captured me, you know. And then the whole notion of, like, you know, the guy was like, my friend, he's like, hey, man, you can go to the dungeon, but watch out, dude, because you can get you can get PK and someone's going to steal your shit. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, all oh, your shit's going to just drop, and they're going to loot it. I'm like, well, I'm like, how do I get, how do I get my shit back, <laughs> you know? And he was like, well, you're going to have to kill him or you're going to have to, you know, get new stuff, get it crafted, whatever. And I was like, holy crap. So it was my first uh, experience with, holy crap, whatever I have on me is going to drop if I die. Real um, risks, you know, and real rewards, by the way. So don't don't take that. Because back then, I, see, I don't know. I hear this a lot. I hear that, oh, my God, you know, there were so many fucking PKs and... You know, this game sucked ass. We had to have Trammel, you know, that that, that was so needed. So, I'm going to dispel the myths here, right? And uh, just let's look past the bullshit. Honestly speaking, there was no rampant PKs where you couldn't even leave the city without getting PK. That, that's bullshit. I don't know. I don't know when that era was. Maybe it was predating me in like, you know, I don't know, 1999. Or, I don't know when that was. I really have no idea. Um, but in any case, it, it really wasn't that bad. So to that, I say that's bullshit. There's people fear-mongering of, of PKs running rampant, and uh, I couldn't play the game. That, that, that's crap. So basically, I, I quit uh, Chesapeake initially because I took a break. Um, at the time, my parents, I don't think, could afford it. So we took a break, and then about probably six months, I think it got a year later, I, I was really hooked, by the way, um, I resubscribed, got a subscription again, and I joined my ultimate uh, shard that I ended up playing the rest of my time on OSI was Sonoma. My name on Sonoma was Bala. Um, I wasn't very, I don't, I don't think I was famous by any means, I don't know. Um, some of you might remember if you played Sonoma, I don't know. I also had a character named Cybalent Wrath. He was in the Black Guards. That was a pretty popular guild um, on Sonoma. So that character was my lumberjacker, which... Uh, Huh. He never had more than 90 freaking lumberjacking. 
Um, and his swords were in the 80s, maybe. But I had a freaking blast. And, and, and this is the point that I want to make is you didn't have to be max level, which, by the way, there's no level, so I'm figuratively speaking. You didn't have to be max skill, right, to really enjoy the game or be relevant at all. So I hear nowadays, by the way, that, oh, you know, I'll give you guys an example. Um, Wildstar. Oh, that game doesn't really start till the end game. So stick it out to level fifty, or I don't know what. I don't even know what the hell the max level is. I quit Wildstar, by the way. I couldn't couldn't stand it. But in any case, I'm like, that's crap. So you're telling me that the developers have just made this content one through fifty or one through you know whatever the levels are. They've made that so mundane, monotonous that it doesn't matter. I eat. Um, we're gonna jump games real quick. So just stay with me. World of Warcraft. You can now you know buy a character that. <laughs> You know, is is almost. I believe it's. You know, you can buy actually an eighty-five or I think a ninety now. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't follow that much World of Warcraft, but I know you can buy. You know, a boosted character, right? That's like max level. So, the notions the devs have just given up on lower content. That sorry, it's just it's mundane. It's it's grindy. Whatever. That that's bullshit, by the way. Because you owe you could be a freshly created. Swordsman with a katana, run to the graveyard, still kill shit, and actually kill other people, by the way. That wasn't, like, unheard of. I mean, you had a group of, you know, naked guys with katanas, and <laughs> they surrounded you. They could take your ass out. There's no joke. Um, I always played warriors, by the way. My, my, my character actually was a thief slash fencer. So I would steal your shit, and then I would equip my spear and try to kill you. Because I was flagged to you, so I was great to you. I was freely attackable, basically. Um, I was hanging out at a Buccaneer's Den. That was the place to be on Sonoma. Sonoma was a smaller, and still is, a very small community slash shard. And, God, I had, man, I'll tell you what, I had, I had a great time. On Sonoma. I mean, every night, logging in Buck's Den. I remember, um, quick anecdote, because I don't want to make it too much by anecdote this episode. That'll, that'll be coming up. Um, I remember when like rares would come out or like i don't know an item right that would release or something like that i remember camping the moon gate and you would hide and as a thief i'd wait you know for some some idiot you know some dude he's grown up he's on the moon gate trying to select where he wants to go or he's sitting there pussyfooting around or whatever the hell he's doing i snoop his backpack i see that item uh and bam i steal it right off the moon gate and back then if it man i'm i'm 99.9% sure that there was no guards back then at Moongate, if I can recall. Someone might call me out and say I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure initially there were no guards because I remember stealing shit all the time. Um, but in any case, it, it was just, it was awesome. I would steal shit. Uh, I was in GM thievery, by the way. I think I was maybe in the 90s because I macroed like from a pack horse or some shit like that. I had a UO assist. Yeah, that's some nostalgia for, for you. Um, but... <laughs> It was awesome. You know, I loved it. So I was hooked ever since, right? Um, why did I, st I stopped playing at Publish 16, to give you an idea of kind of my era. I didn't, I didn't play, like, when it first came out. Um, it did come out, you know, in the late 90s, if I can recall. Um, I believe the pre-order, like, was, like, around September 97, I believe. It was, like, Ultima Online, like, Charter Edition or something like that. Um, that's when I think it actually came out sometime around there. So I didn't play any of those earlier years. It was really like 2000, gosh, probably 2001, maybe, 2000, somewhere around there. And I took a break and I came back, like 2002. 
Um, but the the one I stopped playing was Age of Shadows when it turned it into a Diablo game or Diablo like game. I thought there's all these fucking weird item stats and uh, shit I didn't understand. Fire resist. I was like, what the fuck is that? It went against the core beliefs of UO, in my opinion. I mean, I'm sorry, that's just honest. Um, so that's when I really stopped playing. I, I, I still kept playing when they had Fluka and, and, and Trammel, by the way. So a lot of people have this preconceived notion that, oh, uh, you know, after Trammel came out, everyone quit. No, that's not true. A lot of people maybe left, but the PvP was still very active. Um, in hindsight, it really was. It was really, to me, that was the decline when Trammel came out. That definitely didn't help, in my opinion. However, the nail in the coffin for me personally, was Age of Shadows. It was just crap, right? A lot of people quit after that. And I think, unfortunately, the developers had to just suck it up and go with it. I don't I, I don't know if it was pride, creative direction. I don't know. But they. I, I know they realized people started fucking quitting after that. They had to. And they just never went back. They couldn't go back. It really sucked ass. Um, I don't know when that uh, came out. Um, I don't know if it was 2004 when that came out. I'm not 100% sure when exactly that um, came out. But, um, because Renaissance, yeah, Renaissance was around 2000. Um, Blackthorn Revenge was 2002. I think, okay, actually, I think it was 2003 was Age of Shadows. That's when I stopped. I think it was February, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that really sucked. That killed it for me. I quit. Um, so that's kind of my history of UO. I'm going to go into a lot more anecdotes and stories. And I have some pretty crazy stories and some funny ones, some you know, serious ones, whatever. I'm going to go into those in later episodes. I'm going to really focus this on the core of UO. And kind of after UO, I'll just give you a brief MMO history. I won't bore you too much. Um, but I played um, Counter-Strike, uh, really 1.6. I played competitively for many years. And I also played... After I finished Counter-Strike, after high school, I played EverQuest 2, um, hardcore raiding in EverQuest 2. EverQuest 2 had some really interesting PvP, open-world PvP. We're going to go into that in a later episode. I'll dissect that, kind of how I, why I really liked it, and I got hooked big time. EverQuest 2, for me, PvP-wise, was one of the few games that really hooked me, even though there wasn't any full loot drop. You got, like, some plat off, you know, whoever you killed, a random drop of their, you know, gold, if you will, but it was called Plat in, in EverQuest 2, but that really was an awesome game for me as far as PvP, um, it, of course now it's been slaughtered by Sony, but back then, I'm talking, when I say back then, guys, I'm talking about Rise of Kunark, that was, man, prime PvP, a little bit before that, but I played that for a long time, and I've played, hey, I'm, I'm an MMO junkie after UO, so I've played every goddamn mainstream fucking MMO, you can name it, name it, I've played it, SO, played Wildstar, WoW, all of them, um, never really hooked me, Esso came pretty close to hook me, but Cyrodiil was such a freaking turd that I just, it, it didn't work for me, uh, we'll, we'll go into later kind of an upcoming game that I think is really gonna, uh, challenge UO in terms of style, but anyway, um, but the, the second thing I want to bring up is, like, what UO kind of meant to me. I think UO, for me, meant complete freedom of the game. It wasn't, like, on rails where you were like, oh, like, like I play WoW, right, and you go to, this zone is for, 
you know, level 10, you get to 20, you go to this zone, or whatever the denomination is. A lot of places like EverQuest 2, same, same kind of concept. You know, this zone is for these levels. But I mean, on paper, guys, it makes sense, right? You have a zone for a certain level, you stay in that zone, progress, you move on. However, in UO, I mean, there were no freaking zones. By the way, there was no instances either. So what I say by that is, it's funny that... Uh, People have grown up on MMOs now, like it, like WoW, the first one, or you know, that's the first one invented. I hear. You know, the, the sad thing is, that's not really a joke. People actually believe that. But anyway, um, you never saw a loading screen in UO, right? I mean, it was all one open like world, so it really felt like another world to me. Like when I see a loading screen, even EverQuest Two, I'll be honest, it didn't feel like a like an, a real world. It was just like okay, I'm waiting for the screen to load, and then you know, instance in, and then. Are you on the right server as your friends? Like, okay, Guild Wars 2, that's a prime example, you know. I think now they have, like, a mega server, but I remember playing certain MMOs, and there's, like, different servers, and you get to, like, morph to them, like, like uh, Star Wars Old Republic. You get to, like, you know, like, go to their sor- go to their server, rather, and, like, make sure you're in the same, you know. It, it was confusing, convoluted, it sucked ass, let's be honest. Um, so, for me, UO meant complete freedom of your character. You could be a real estate agent, you could sell houses, you could sell potions, you could, you could fish, uh, sell, you know, treasure from the sea, uh, you could just PK, fucking kill people, you could animal tame, I mean, God, just talking about it, you know, shows you how much freedom this freaking game gave you, you know, there was no, there's, there's no manual, there, there was, which was really, I read that thing in death, by the way, as a kid, but, uh, there was some shitty little manual, but, um, you know, it, it didn't really give you, it just kind of told you what your skills were and stuff like that. Um, and so I want to also, um, third point I want to bring up in, in this episode is the PvP slash full loot argument I hear. I hear that full loot is, is, is it's fucking gay, you know? I hear that it sucks ass. Who the fuck would want to play? You know, full loot game. That's 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 ridiculous. People are gonna be PKing like like rampant everywhere. They're gonna be PKs. You're gonna be able to like play the game properly. This is the arguments, by the way. I hear about people who've maybe played UO, which I think is bullshit. I don't think they ever played it, but that's what I hear. Why games can't do that, right? It's a, it's a just it's a smoke and mirrors game, really, because. And you owe there was real consequences for PK. You could definitely PK, but you're going to be red. You're going to be freely attackable, freely stealable of anything on you. Um, couldn't really go into towns, depending on the era you played. So calm down. I know people are like, oh, the cards. Just calm down. But um, you had red towns. It was really cool. But there was real consequences, guys. It wasn't like just you could, you could PK anyone, but it, there were consequences to the actions. People would band together. Blues would band together and fight PKs all the time. So... So that notion can just, you know, fucking take a hike, as far as I'm concerned, because that's bullshit. And Darkfall tried this, the full loot, which worked, but here's the thing, guys. I don't like FPS MMOs aiming. If I want to do that, I want to play fucking Counter-Strike, I'll be honest with you guys. I want to fucking take an AK, you know, shoot you in the face, call it a day. In an MMO, I don't have, like, here's the thing, I I, I tried Terra, right? Awesome, beautiful game. Uh, it was Korean, so I ex- or yeah, I think it was Korean. Uh, I expected it to be grindy, but the problem was after you aim your bow and arrow for the fucking thousandth time trying to kill something, it got so mundane and just boring. And it's just their aim and try. To, it it was just too much for me personally. 
I, got, I gave up. I was just like, this is kind of dumb. It, it wore off very quickly. So I don't like MMOFPS because Darkfall has some really cool things. I think Adventure Time, 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 I'm sorry if I butchered that, but I think they've come a long way as a company because they got a lot of hate, but I think they're back on the right track. But I don't like the aiming, the first person view. Um, Richard Garriott really spoiled us guys. I mean, I can't do that first person shit. It just doesn't work. Um, I have seen the, uh, speaking of, we'll just go to graphics real quick. And I've seen, I've played the UO Enhanced Client. Honestly, I like it. Um, I like having the option though. I like having 2D and the Enhanced Client available. Enhanced Client kind of gives it, in my opinion, like, uh, like a little, kind of jazz it up a little bit, a little different. You know, not too different, still the core values, but you could have plugins. It was really cool. It was a good idea. Poorly executed because the dev staff got, you know, reduced. But we'll talk about OSI, current state here. Um, the, the other thing is the current people talking about UO. So right now, I'm going to look as I'm talking to you guys. What is the current, uh, how many subscribers we have on Ultima Online? And I believe there's about a thousand um, you know, current subscribers, and that's by no means a judgment on the community of how many people, but it gives you an idea that, you know, even online, there, there's at least um, a thousand people that care. So, yeah, we're at a thousand and forty-four readers as of 8-14-2014. And, you know, I think that's pretty impressive for a game that's, you know, so old as it is. Um, and I also think that there are many people who want to hear about UO, like I'm talking now, and want to relish in it, and kind of, how do we move forward from it? You know, where do we go from here, now that we've totally been addicted to UO? We've, you know, honestly, UO's like crack. Anyone will tell you that. There's pixel crack, there's PvP crack, which I love, which I die a lot, by the way. I'm definitely not a uh, uh, PvP, you know, grandmaster of anything, um, except death. I'm very good at death. That happens a lot. Um, but, you know, we've been spoiled, so it's kind of, where do you go from here? So, I'm, I'm gonna, my next uh, thing I want to talk about is, you know, what are, what are people looking for now? And I think the free shards, which, by the way, free shards have been around, I get it, a very long time. UO Gamers, hybrid, love it or hate it, it's been around for, you know, since, what, 2004? I know there was a wipe, so I don't know if that counts, but it's been around a long fucking time. Um, there are some newcomers, some movers and shakers, uh, UO forever. Um, I, I've heard a lot of negativity around the shard, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be unbiased here, guys. Um, I'm gonna say this, and that's not about UO forever. This is in general, but any shard, there is an element of money. Okay, uh, people sell stuff in the donation store. It's a reality, guys. I mean, and here's the thing: I work in IT, right? So. I get that you need some donations to keep the server up and running, but there is money being made. So any shard owner fighting that notion is fighting a losing battle because that's bullshit. There are, you know, things that need to be bought, paid for, advertising. Yes, but I prefer full disclosure and just being honest. Hey, yeah, I'm making, I, I am making some money off my UO shard. And honestly, I would say to you, that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that. However, don't try to hide it or say, oh, I'm using it all in advertising or whatever. I get it, guys. I mean, I, I'd be, you wouldn't do the same thing? You know, you're probably lying if you're saying no, because you would. Um, but there's there's a there's a limit, right, on that. Um, like, for instance, UO Gamers, they have gold on the donation store. 
you can buy for real money. Uh, I don't know if I believe in that. I think that's kind of crap. The economy right now, and it, the other really interesting thing, we're talking about gold, and uh, is the economies in UO. So like UO Gamers Hybrid, for instance, um, the economy is a little fucked right now, to be honest with you. I think I think poker really didn't help UO Gamers or any chart in general, but the economy's really fucked up right now. And I know Ryan, he's actually, Ryan's resurfaced recently, really interesting, he came back, and he's looking to do some gold sinks, because people have billions of gold. I mean, I'm not, I, mean, I can't even fathom having that much gold in UO. That's, that's just, the game simply wasn't even designed, I don't think, to, you know, handle that kind of, you know, wealth. I mean, even in, you know, we'll jump real quick, uh, current OSI, people have billions and they have, you know, all these houses. I mean, it's just, it, it's fucking, it's, it's crap. Let's be honest, man. I want to go back to the days where a freaking GM weapon was 500 gold. Maybe, you know, it was probably, actually, I remember it was like 100 gold to 500. Uh, maybe a, a deadly poison one was, you know, maybe 750, maybe you turn 1,000 if you're on a moon gate. Uh, that, those are the days I'm talking about, glory days. You know, GM leather was, fuck, maybe 1,000 gold. And ring mail was, you know, maybe 2, 3K, something like that, depending what color. Um, but, yeah, you know, guys, honestly, free shards right now are the pulse of what you have represented. Let's be honest. OSI is dead. When I say, I'm going to say dead as in it's on life support slash maintenance mode. Um, don't go to the Stratix uh, forum. There's a bunch of fanboys. Um, <laughs> people cleaning on, clinging on to dear life because basically they have pixel crack they don't want to lose, so they'll never unsubscribe. So they just keep it on maintenance mode you know, indefinitely. They got, I'm not going to say acquired, but they're being directed by Broadstone now, another company. Uh, it's the same bullshit. Masana, I think, is the community leader. She barely updates the freaking UO website. Cause I still, I still, I check UO out, believe it or not, every, at least every couple, you know, a couple times a year, at least, just to see what the current product is. And, and it's still, every time I try to get back into it, it just, it's kind of just crap. Um, but anyway, you know, I, free shards, I'm going to be talking a lot about free shards because like I said, they represent what UO was and some of the innovations on the free shards, because uh, let's we'll talk about UO forever again real quick. Um, they've really come to the market as a new player, and they really did something that a lot of people didn't do. They had a nice website. I know that sounds basic, but they had a nice website. They had a cool intro video, and they advertised the fuck out of the shard, which I have no problem with. I think that's smart. Uh, I think it's really cool. And they have really they have one of the highest player bases right now currently, if not the most. I think um, possibly uh, UO Renaissance or Second Age has like 500 people online. I know UO Gamers is around 400. There's a recent post that uh, Shane did. Shane is the owner of UO Forever. He made a post about highest population because one thing that's interesting is. Um, UO Forever doesn't post their online numbers. Who's on? How many people players are online? Really interesting. Um, and he had a post kind of on don't get caught up in the online numbers. But you know, for me personally, I kind of want to see at least there's a couple hundred people playing because UO with like 20 people playing feels really barren to me. You know, it's kind of like freaking uh, an episode of Cheers. Where everyone knows your name. That's kind of you know lame in my opinion. I don't really like that. 
Um, I remember playing UO Gamers Hybrid when there was like a thousand people. And let me tell you, that was fucking rock solid. There was PvP fucking everywhere. There was crafting. There was real estate, you know, being sold and bought every, every minute. It, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. Um, I played IPY as well. I know people are going to want to talk about that too. Um, I thought the, the grind was fucking stupid because what ended up happening was... When I say grind, by the way, guys, IPY had a slower skill gain system, so it just took longer to macro your skills. So people just were macroing at banks for, like, infinite amounts of time. It was stupid. It just made people macro longer, really. It, didn't, it wasn't really deterrent. But IPY, um, I'd, I'd like to... Uh, um, I, the guy, Azeroth, was the guy who uh, created it. And uh, he ended up passing it off to some guys, and they made UO Ancorp, which uh, didn't survive. I think they're revamping Ancorp. They uh, have some really cool innovations I've seen um, about that. We'll talk about that later, too. Um, but that's kind of the pulse right now, the free shards. It's really stagnant, I would say. Um, it's an older game, so uh, I can't imagine there's that many new people coming. But, but he here's the thing to keep in mind, guys. Even back then in its heyday, you had a couple hundred thousand people playing. So the fact that we've been able to penetrate maybe 2,000 of that 200,000 player base, you know, to me, I can't believe all those people stopped playing games. You know, I think they do. But there's a guy, um, you guys, he's a household name, Marquis Dragon, um, or Marcus Eikenberry is uh, his real name. He has a podcast, or not, sorry, not a podcast, but a YouTube channel. I usually frequently uh, watch at a time, not every every week, but I watch it. And uh, he was kind of so, this is another reason I'm creating this podcast. He was so detached from, you know, playing UO. He didn't even remember, you know, skills or how many how many possible skill points you could have. So, you know, it really disappointed me because he was a huge UO guy, you know, back then. And... Uh, even him, he, you know, he says that UO is long gone. You know, stop trying to, you know, reinvent, you know, reinvent it with somebody other. Which I think is kind of bullshit. I want to say no, we, because people want another UO. They they do. I mean, Garriott is making um, Shroud of the Avatar. That looks really interesting. I think uh, it's morphing into this like online game that I don't think he really prepared to create because people really want. PvP, they want you. They want it. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but however, here's the thing to just really keep in mind: that a UO is not going to have 10 million subscribers. It's not just inherently because it's not holding your fucking hand. It's not Care Bear Land. It's not Wow. Where are you? I mean, World of Warcraft is now just introducing garrisons or some sort of housing, and I'm like. Are you fucking kidding me? We've had that already in UO. UO has the best housing in any fucking game. Honestly. Like, Wildstar had housing, and it's some instance-based housing, just like a request to already been done before. No thanks. But I'm keeping it 100. That, that's exactly what it is. Um, it's a, and it's also a, a way for them to sell you microtransactions. Sony does it. Uh, Wildstar is probably not far behind. But um, in any case, you know, UO, you could infinitely create... Fish tanks, pianos. There's got to be some of you listening to this right now. They're like, yeah, but I remember doing that shit. Um, you know, it, it was really cool. We'll put it to you that way. You can look up UO housing decorations, and, and your mind would be blown at what people have created. It is really cool. Um, 
So yeah, that, that's that's my opinion on that on, on the free shards. We're gonna get more into those too later. Um, my next point, talking point, I want to talk about is kind of a next game that's coming out that I think is a lot of potential. And here's the thing, guys. Too, I'm gonna give you my opinion on games. I'm I may review games if you guys really want me to MMOs. What my opinion is, um, but I'm gonna kind of see what you guys tell me because I'm not really sure. Um, we do have an email address, by the way. It's ultimaonlinepodcast at gmail.com. I'll repeat that at the end, too, so you guys have it. But just drop me a line. Let me know what you guys think about this. Uh, just anything in general, too. So the game I'm talking about is called Arc Age. And it, it is out currently in Russia and, I believe, Korea. And it's coming to the West. It's, it's, uh, it's an open beta. I'm in the, I'm in the closed oh, – sorry, not open beta. It's in closed beta. I'm in closed beta 3 now. And I've played it. And this game, whoever created this, I think it was XL Games in Korea. And it's Tryon. Tryon? Tryon? God, I'm so bad pronouncing stuff, so pardon me. But they have, the, the makers of Rift, for God's sakes, Jesus. They are, you know, to owning this game now in the West. I've played it. It Guys, it's, it's really similar to UO. <laughs> I gotta tell you, um, you can have a boat. You can be a pirate to kill people. Um, you can PK at will. However, it's not full loot. I'm going to tell you that much. But however, there are consequences. You can get jail time for killing people. Uh, all sorts of cool shit. You can have a farm. Um, there is real housing. Like there's going to be a, an actual real estate market, which I think is um, really cool. So, and the funny thing is... Uh, there's something called recall <laughs> to go to your home or whatever. It really, it really cracked me up because that, that screams to me UO. Um, and, and a lot of elements of this game scream UO to me. So whoever, XL Games, whoever the developers were over there in Asia, they totally played fucking UO. They had to, just, just seeing the elements in here. Um, it's open world, you know, tons of PvP. Um, there's going to be arenas, I think. There's going to be all sorts of shit. Yeah, I, I've played it enough to where... I know I like it. It's going to be free to play, by the way. So you can, you know, when it releases, you can just try it out. But I'm going to be following this game really closely because there's a lot of UO players that are going to be playing it, banding together. And uh, But, you know, there, there's there's a lot of potential, but I don't know how it's going to play out in the coming months. Is it going to be just a couple mega guilds that are zerging and pirating and doing shit? Because uh, UO, there was tons of just small skills or do some two on two, some three on three, five on five, whatever. Because UO never really had a massive like thirty on thirty battle. It just really wasn't common in UO, at least from what I could, you know, tell. But even in free shards, guys, it's, you know, maybe five on five, six on six, maybe, but not usually not that many. Cause it's usually just rolling kinks, you know, sometimes. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna talk about Arcage in a later, you know, episode, kinda get my my rest of my impressions what I think of it um, the next uh, the next thing I'm gonna go for because by the way guys I'm gonna try to keep these at around 45 minutes to maybe an hour depending on the content because I'm just you know up here flapping my gums and then uh, until I get some feedback and what you guys think I'm gonna kind of cater it towards that I would like to have like a mail uh, Q&A section like every episode where I answer you guys' questions so you know, drop me a line, ultimaonlinepodcast at gmail.com. Drop me a, you know, email. Ask me a question. You know, ask me, talk about this. You know, tell me, you know, it sucks. Tell me. Be honest. I don't know. 
Um, if you want to send me some nudes, by all means, you know, please do. Um, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, go ahead and drop me a line there. Also, Rock909 on Reddit. Um, you can message me there, stalk me. Hopefully, I don't have anything crazy. My history of Reddit, I don't know. I'm not going to check either, so just have fun with that. But um, the other thing I'm throwing down the notion of is having a guest on here. When I say guest, like, for instance, Shane, the creator of You Forever, really controversial lately, it seems, but really cool. Be interested to get his opinions on creating a shard. And I like to, I'd really like to get Azeroth, too. He's the guy behind IPY. Uh, he kind of threw up some smoke and mirrors when he got rid of the shard. Kind of been a man of mystery. I'd be really interested to talk to him. Um, but I'd like to get some guests on here, too. Just, you know, ask, I'll ask him some questions, talk about some bullshit about UO. Um, I'm going to have another shout-out to uh, my answer marching. On, um, he's a moderator on Ultima Online subreddit. I'm definitely going to have him on here if he wants to. I know he was talking the notion around of having a podcast, so um, I'll definitely try to get him on here so he can, you know, just hit you with some 411 about UO as well. Because um, it always helps to having another person on there. If anyone else is interested too on joining into the show, you know, having a little QA session, drop me a line. Let's talk about it. I'd be really interested to hear about that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my plan for the future. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and, and also, in closing, you know, I kind of wrap this up because this is really kind of the intro show. Can I explain to you guys what I think? I really hope to give you guys some perspective on UO, you know, and and constantly talk about it and keep it relevant. And why is that? I want to keep it relevant because I think it was such a fucking good game. And I think, I, I, I can't be wrong here that, you know, I, I'm on the MMORPG.com, I'm on all these, you know, rock, paper, you know, shotgun websites, and they all kind of fucking dilly-dally around, oh, UO was pretty good back in the day, but... They, they don't really talk about it. They don't. They don't. They really don't. They kind of mention how oh, it was a good game back in its heyday, but they don't tell you why it was. So I'm here to fill that gap. And, uh, you know, hopefully, there's going to be many people, I hope, reaching out. They feel the same fucking way. Because uh, I've been lurking, you know, in the shadows, kind of thinking about it, doing this, because, you know, it needs to get off my chest how great fucking UO is and why it's great. And I know there's, you know, hundreds of other people think the same damn thing. And, uh, you know, we're all counting on Garriott to really produce something with Shadow of the Avatar, at least I am. Um, I didn't back the Kickstarter. I just did, like, the, like, really cheap one, the 10 buck one or some crap, like, you know. But, uh, because I wasn't really sure um, about it. But it's, it's come a long way. Uh, so we'll talk about that, too. Um, Kickstarter, you know, that's another new, new age thing. There's another game I'm going to drop real quick, just as I'm kind of browsing the web as I'm talking. Um, Shards Online is another one that um, I don't know if it's getting uh, a good reception, if at all, at any. Um, it's supposed to be a UO-like um, game where you can have your own servers and connect to them, and, so, and, and you have your own admins of the servers. I'm not really sure. I dig it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure about it. There's not enough information for me. Um, but in any case, we're going to keep an eye on that one, too, because at the moment, it's going to be Arc Age, Shroud of the Avatar, and possibly Shards Online. Those are the three games coming out that really, in my opinion, embrace UO and could... I'm not going to say successor. I'm not. There's not going to be one. Sorry. Because I've had to come to terms with that, guys. <laughs> I'll be honest. I have had to come to terms that 
There's not going to be a fucking another UO. There's not going to be a UO 2. It's just not happening. Fine. But maybe I can get something close. Like Arcage, for instance. I can go out and fucking PK people that I'm interested in. Because honestly, guys, I like PKing. And I, or I, you know, I'm not going to say PKing. I like PvP in general. I love PvP. Knowing that there's another dude or chick behind a computer actively trying to kill me is awesome. And when I kill them, it makes me feel that much better. And yes, I will, you know, bow on your corpse and teabag you. That's just, that's standard operating procedure. Uh, when you're out here in North Texas, that's how, that's how we do it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it was such a great ride playing UO. Um, I met some really cool people. Um, I actually got catfished on UO pretty hardcore. It's a really funny story. I'll tell you in another episode. Um, I've, you know, met some interesting people, weird people, um, through my dealings, made some enemies, made some friends, you know, I, I can tell you I never owned a castle, I never had the most money, but however, I, I think I had a lot of freaking fun, um, with you all, for sure, um, so that really sums up this episode, hope you guys really enjoyed it, um, I don't have social media yet for the podcast or anything fancy yet, I really want to see where this goes. If it takes off, I'll go ahead and create a Twitter and all this other crap. I'll conform to society, if you will. Um, but for now, again, drop me an email, ultimateonlinepodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to me at Reddit, rock, um, R-O-C-K 909 on Reddit. Let me know how you, what you think about it, guys. I want to hear your opinions, good, bad, or ugly. You know, let me know. And I will definitely reach out and see if I can get some guests on here to talk about UO or just anyone in general. I mean, no one specific, but anyone to just, you know, flap my gums with about UO because I think that'll be really cool. Um, so I will, uh, I'll catch you guys down the road. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next time.